Today's podcast is brought to you by Eggshell Light Company. For over 45 years, Eggshell Light Company has been the go-to specialty shop handling the lighting needs for all that grace the shores of beautiful Hawaii. Combining the artistic methods of the theater with the speed and efficiency of the musical touring industry, they have pioneered event lighting throughout the Hawaiian Islands. They specialize in supply of top shelf equipment and designers for broadcast concerts, corporate, and special events. From the smallest weddings to televised concerts and the largest corporate clients, they know this is your most important event. It is their goal to make sure you feel that way. Aloha from Eggshell Light Company. Welcome everyone to another episode of LD at Large podcast. My name is Chris Lose. I am the designer relations developer at Ayrton Lighting, as well as columnist for PLSN Magazine. I hope you're all listening and reading and enjoying to yet another day in self-isolation up here in Canada. So I thought it would be a great day to reach out to my very good longtime friend, Jeff Matthews. He's in Nashville. He is a lighting designer, director, programmer at Borealis Live Design. Thank you so much for making the time. I know that you're very busy, Jeff. Of course. Thanks for having me. Uh, you are based out of Nashville, but I believe you are at, in uh, Alabama right now taking care of family. Correct. Yeah, I'm just here hanging out with my mom, my wife, and I've been uh, socially distancing for a few weeks uh, completely, like isolated in our house so that we could come hang out with my mom who hasn't seen anyone in a few months and you know, get her some groceries and some company and stuff like that. What a good son you are. <laughs> so uh, I'm, uh, I'm isolated up here in Canada with my wife and two kids, and I can only imagine what it's like to be isolated alone. Uh, as much as I complain about being cramped or being constantly bombarded with questions and whines and stuff, uh, I would imagine it's exponentially worse to be to be left be down in Alabama isolated alone. So thank you so much for helping out your mom and taking care. Of course, of course. Glad to do it. Love my mom very much. So that's even especially heroic on your wife's part to be isolated with her her mother in law. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're they're out uh, working in the garden right now, so you know they're getting some sunlight and uh, yeah, having fun, I guess. Hopefully. Right on. Uh, I wanted to reach out to you because I know that uh, recently you were married. And I know that you have run the full gamut of touring relationships. You and your wife, uh, your current wife, were you were on the road when you were dating. You were on the road while you were engaged. And you're, you're still on the road, uh, excluding this last few months, as, right. a, as a married couple. I, was, I really wanted to get into that with you about what, what are the tools that you use to maintain a relationship while you're out on the road? and how, how that relationship progressed from those uh, three different stages. Uh, so let's start with touring uh, with a girlfriend uh, and being able to say like, hey, no, it's not like just a girlfriend. This is like the girlfriend. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, if, of, of course, you know, uh, she, she was, con everybody I, I feel like has their concerns when their spouse is working away from home uh, a lot and is, you know, concerned with what's going on out there. I feel like it's just a party all the time. And I had to tell her, you know, it's not a party. Honestly, like what we do is work. Like, honestly, majority of the time I'm working. I mean, I, I spend some time waiting around, but 
uh, I'm not, I mean, I, I get to a city, I work, uh, I don't have time to do anything other than really, you know, load in, wait around, eat, do a show, load out, get on the bus, go to the next city. Um, you know, and she, you know, of, of course, as any spouse would had some concerns with that. And, uh, you know, fortunately, you know, multiple artists that I worked with, you know, were great with great about letting, you know, guests come and even come out for like a weekend run or something like that. And she got to see how boring things are. Uh, sometimes she's like, <laughs> all right, like, honestly, I'm going to go somewhere else and, you know, go get food. And since you guys are eating like catering, whatever. Yeah. I mean, she's, she came out, saw a bunch of shows, got very, very bored with waiting around and nothing for her to do. Nothing exciting that I'm doing she's like it's actually how it is you know and it obviously occasionally you know they're we go out to bars afterwards sometimes but it's you know yeah so and we've you know our relationship is based on trust and um she knows that I'm crazy about her and um you know I I would like to think that if the feeling is reciprocated maybe but so that you know went on and you know, I've, I toured for a long time. It, it hasn't always been easy touring. Uh, touring, my least favorite part about touring is just being away from home and being away from the people that I love, my wife, my dog, my family. You know, it, it, eventually we did, you know, take the next step, got engaged. We were engaged for a few years, got married. We've been married for around two years now. And um yeah, I mean, she now she doesn't even want to come to shows. I mean, she comes. She'll come if it's convenient. But she's like, I don't think I'm going to come out for four, four days with you. That's just too much. There's nothing stimulating for me to do there. <laughs> um, I can watch you guys load in and keep feeling like I'm in the way. But, um, you know, she's she's a, a champ about that. She'll she'll come and hang out. And she's she's great at hanging out. Yeah, I spent the first couple months of my relationship with my current wife convincing her that it's not the way you see it in documentaries from the eighties with the backstage passes and the groupies and the checking TVs out of, out of hotel rooms. Not at all. And I felt like the more I was trying to convince her that it wasn't like that, the more she thought it was like that. Of course. Because even testing the boundaries of, trust and love and compassion you're like why are you trying to convince me so hard that it's not like that yeah well that's why i eventually just had to bring her out there and uh actually the first show that i brought her to wasn't the best uh example because it was a new year's (laughs) show and everybody was partying and drinking and uh, this was eight years ago maybe I, i was in like Cincinnati or Covington, Kentucky or something like that. But yeah. And she was like, okay, this is like, this is exactly what I thought it was. And I'm like, this was the wrong one to bring you to. Like, you just need to come to a different one that isn't this. And, <laughs> and maybe you can actually see what the version of what I've been telling you. Um, <laughs> but I, I wanted her to come and have fun, but then I'm like, Oh, this kind of backfired. Um, this is not normal, but <laughs> this is new year's Eve. We swear this is, yeah, exactly. This is what you. This is not uh, Cheyenne, Wyoming. This is no. This is New Year's Eve. Exactly. This is not the corn dog circuit that 
you know, this is not the county fairs that you're showering with like uh, a hose basically in a trailer. Mm-hmm. This is a little nicer than that, but you know. Oh, babe, I love you much more than this. You really have to come and see yeah. me hanging out in the truck stops, eating yeah. an O'Henry bar and some some uh, some day old carrots and leftover Seriously. pizza. That's that's real. Yeah, exactly. Eating room temperature burgers like three hours after they were arrived, after I'm done loading out, and my hands are completely gray. Right. That's that's the real glamour of our industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember when I knew that Sharon, my current wife, I knew that she was going to be the one and I wanted to bring her out on the bus. And I always felt really weird asking my production manager, like, hey, can I bring my, my girlfriend out? And I would have to take this test. You know, is that like, do you mean like girlfriend or do you mean like companion? Yeah. And did you have to go through the same thing? Um, yeah, at, at the beginning, yeah. They were like, okay, I mean like, different different artists have been different about it they're like i mean you can't just be bringing just random random people around this is our home you can't just invite random people into everyone's home like this is not just like a random person we've been together and we're gonna be together hopefully for the rest of our lives and you know yeah definitely have had that conversation and once it was established and everyone met her everyone's like oh yeah she's great um of course Bring bring her along anytime, but yeah, <laughs> that's a that's a huge a uh, check mark on the on the plus side there. If your if your roadie friends like your girlfriend, then you can definitely take it to the next level. Yeah, and that's vice great. versa. If your if your girlfriend does not like the the general amount of roadie friends that you have, then uh, there's a there's a good sign that it's not going to work out so well for you. And you're like, this might not be the perfect match. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, bringing Sharon out, and when she got to sit at Elton John's piano, and she was very respectable, respectful about it. I, I felt yeah. that was a great way to to know that. Yeah, okay, I can do this again. I can bring her out more and more. And we, you know, we took a couple photos and we asked the the stage manager, like, "Hey, can can Sharon sit at Elton John's piano and just take a couple photos?" And he says, "Yeah." And then Sharon like didn't touch the keys, and then he came by. He's like. When I said you could sit at the piano, I said, I mean, you can touch the keys. Don't, don't start banging on it or anything like that. But that's a, right. that's a good sign that you know that somebody appreciates being there and they know that they're being respect, respectful. Of course. I would imagine it has led to some magical moments. Has, uh, I, I'm sorry, I didn't catch your wife's name. Oh, it's Alita. Sorry. Uh, Alita. Has Alita ever had any like magic moments that you were able to provide? I mean, we've been, uh, I mean, we, last year we went, she flew down to Australia. We were on tour in Australia. Um, and, uh, she's wanted to go to Australia for her whole life. Um, and you know, I, we, we flew her down there and, um, yeah, we were just wrapping up a support tour, um, with Sean Mendez, uh, Dan and Shay were wrapping up a support slot with Sean, uh, Sean Mendez and so we did, I think maybe it was two nights in Sydney. And then uh, we stayed for another seven days. Uh, all the guys went back 
and we stayed for another seven days uh, in Sydney and we just ran all around, um, uh, did all kinds of stuff, you know, whatever, uh, Bondi beach, blue mountains. Um, yeah, just, uh, it was, it was awesome. Um, we, we spent a lot of time there, had a great time, ate a lot of good food, made a lot of awesome memories. Um, so yeah, I mean, that was great. Uh, you know, just, she's, come to a lot of shows out of town. Um, I mean, she, we recently, we did Seattle and Portland and, um, yeah, some, some like, uh, I'm, it's hard, it's, it's hard for me to, to recall all of them yeah. right now off the top of my head, but so, yeah, for sure. I mean, she's, for anybody uh, who's listening, Jeff just touched on a huge thing that we need to cover is that if you are ever going to bring your girlfriend or family members out, do it at the beginning or the end of the tour and stay a few extra days. That makes all the difference. Oh, for sure. Bringing them out in the middle just leads to them hanging out in their, in their nice outfits during load in or load out, or they end up spending way too much time on the bus and they, they, they miss something. But if it's just one or two days on the bus and then six days in a hotel, that's the sweet spot. It's perfect. Yeah. In the middle of a tour, either they start feeling like they're in the way or uh, like, like, uh, I feel like uh, I shouldn't be here right now. And you're like, uh, should have, we should have done this at the end of the tour. You know, mm-hmm. you get that, that twofer too, because you, you've already had somebody fly you to somewhere else. And now you get two people to enjoy the resort destination with only having to fly one person there. Yeah, it was nice. It worked That's, out very well. That always works out very well. Um, what about the protocol of bringing your girlfriend to the show? Does that make it for a stressful day for you? Uh, she will usually, if like if it's a local show, like if it's something like we just recently did two nights in Nashville, um, two nights in Bridgestone, and she just showed up like after doors were open. She was like, I don't want to be there before. Like, I don't, like, I know you guys are working and there's stuff going on and I'm just going to be hanging out, you know, with other people. Um, I'll show up when doors are open, see the show. We'll hang out afterwards. Um, and then she came both nights um, and it was great. Yeah. She showed up after doors had opened both nights. So pretty much perfect timing for everybody and for, for both of us at least because i i don't want to feel like i'm neglecting her while i'm working and i don't want to feel like i'm neglecting work by trying to hang out with her so yeah that's such a fine there. line because you want to go to dinner but you still have to have your radio on yeah just in case and then you walk in into a restaurant or something with a radio or the other way around she has to come to catering mm-hmm. and then you're kind of sitting next to a bunch of people and they all want to yeah, they're going to drop by and like they're going to tell you about the follow spot ops or something like that. And you're like, Hey, I'm kind of at a, yeah. I'm at dinner with my, with my girl here. Can you, uh, yeah. that's so it's, I don't think a lot of people understand until they've done it two or three times, how precarious that situation is. It has to be finessed for sure. Yeah. Uh, do you find that Alita's generally low maintenance during those? Oh, for sure. For sure. She's, she's great. She'll, she's a great sport about it. She knows I'm at work and she knows that I at some moment might just have to disappear for 
20 minutes or so to go deal with something or have a spot meeting or something like that. And she'll, you know, go do something to keep herself busy or run into some friends that happen to be at the show or something like that. Um, and then I come back to front of house and I'm like, Oh, well, I guess she's hanging out with her friends, whatever. And she'll show back up during the show and be like, Hey, um, sorry, I, I ran into so-and-so over here and they said, Hey, they're over there, you know, whatever. But, um, yeah, yeah, she's, she's great at, she's, she's not, she doesn't expect me to drop stuff at work to come hang out with her. She knows. That's great. That I'm, that I'm uh, busy. In fact, that's another solid tip from Jeff Matthews there that if, uh, yeah. whenever you bring a guest, make sure your guest has a guest because if you leave them alone for any extended period of time, they get, they get bored pretty quickly, but if they have a friend, they can go and have some drinks and get some, uh, some food, some popcorn, something like that. And they can wander, go get merch. But uh, when, they're, when they're just sitting there stewing all by themselves, it gets a little different. Yeah. Uh, Probably start feeling like, why am I here? <laughs> yeah, I, came here to, I came here to see Jeff and Jeff has disappeared to a spot meeting. And apparently the spot meeting's taking 35 minutes for some reason. Right. Uh, it sounds like your current artist is Dan and Shay and they they're pretty understanding about stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're great. Um working those guys are awesome. They're very, you know, I, I feel extremely lucky to work with those guys and their crew is great. I mean, it's it's a big family. Everybody's, you know, very humble and very like understanding and uh you know, everybody is willing to work with everyone else. And, you know, if, if, you know, if some audio stuff is left over sitting around, I'll help pick it up. If some lighting cables or something like that is, you know, a case gets left somewhere, somebody on the audio team is going to let me know or pick it up and let me know later, Hey, we've got your stuff on our truck. Um, things like that. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a great team to work with. And yes, they're a very like family oriented team. They've been, in the past gracious enough to let me bring my wife out and um, on weekends and stuff like that. Um, yeah, they're great. You know, I'm like I said, I feel very lucky to, to work with them. Cool. Did Wish it we change, were still doing the shows. Did it change much when you went from girlfriend, boyfriend to fiancés? Were you mm. able to ask for uh, permission to bring her out uh, with a little more gusto after that? It was probably about the same. Um, I mean, they've, they, I, I feel like, you know, their team is like, if somebody's going to bring somebody out, um, they're, they're our friend too, you know, they're, if, if, if this person is willing to ask us if, if it's cool to bring them out, then they know that it's going to be okay. I would imagine that also comes down to trust because they know that you're taking full responsibility for your guest of course i mean i and uh this hasn't happened to me or in close proximity to me but i have heard of people just being mortified by their guests somebody brings a guest and their guest gets out of control or embarrasses them and now they basically could ruin it for the rest of the crew or for the rest of everybody and now nobody can bring guests things like yeah. that I've, I've been fortunate enough like i said to have not experienced that and to have not even been on a crew that uh somebody's guest has come and ruined everything for everybody but um definitely have heard of it 
something to be weary of. I've got to be always thinking about if a guest is coming, is this person going to need my like full attention all the time to make sure they're not wandering into random green rooms and drinking people's drinks and just helping themselves to things that aren't theirs. If that's something mm -hmm. that even would cross your mind, just no, that person, they don't get to, to put me in that position of where I have to be worried the whole night. Yeah. I've run into that in the past. when I was much younger, I had, I brought a person out and he was like, well, when are we going backstage? We're, I get to go meet the band, right? I'm like, no, you're <laughs> lucky to even be here at all. Right. I'm not going to, I'm not your usher and I'm definitely not going to introduce you to my boss who really doesn't want to meet anybody right now. Exactly. Uh, it, it, it's so not their weird, job. Especially when the, if the, if the script was ever flipped, like, Hey, can I go meet your boss at the accountant firm? Like, right. No. Like, do you have an appointment? No. Can you just take me to him? No. Yeah. Exactly. But I really want to bug him and ask him banal questions. Well, then yeah. that's all the more reason for me to not take you there. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, it always a lot of people think that when they go to shows, they're going to get this VIP treatment. And a lot of people, they just don't understand. Like, now you're getting a free ticket to something that requires everybody else to pay hundreds of dollars. You're you're my guest and you're here to see me first. Yeah. You gotta be, you gotta watch that, the, the etiquette there. Absolutely. And then, uh, so Alita knew everything about your schedule, about your lifestyle uh, as a girlfriend and then as a fiance, and she still was willing to marry you. Yep. Congratulations. Uh, yep. The greatest heist of all time. How did that go? How was the proposal? Uh, I, I mean, she was uh, very quickly like, yeah, you know, I mean, we, uh, she, she didn't hesitate, um, which I was grateful for. I was very nervous because I, you know, built it up in my head a lot uh, before and was like, I mean, I know she's, she's not going to say no, but, um, or I felt like she probably wasn't going to say no. The, the likelihood was pretty slim, but it could have happened. Um, and even that little likelihood of, or that little possibility of her maybe saying no, or just not wanting to do it wrong or not wanting to make myself, uh, feel like a fool or something. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was great. And I was very excited. And, you know, obviously I talked to her dad about it and he was like, yeah, of course, I, that's of course. Oh, how so, traditional. Yeah. Well, you know, um, but, uh, yeah, I'm very, uh, I feel very fortunate, you know, she's great. where, where was the proposal? Um, it was in Nashville and, uh, it was at a restaurant, De Palm, um, in Nashville. Uh, and I mean, it's a little cliche, but here we are, you know, we're, uh, I'm very glad that it went that way. I'm really glad that she didn't just look at it. She's like, no, you're just, um, some dirtball yeah. roadie that I've been, enjoying for the last while i'm really glad it yeah. didn't go down any way like that she's like no your hands are too dirty <laughs> well, no i've been cases. to your job i know what you do i don't want to hang out with this i'm not going to be doing that forever right <laughs> congratulations and so Thank then you. you were married and then you 
how much time did you have time to do a, a honeymoon and then go back out or was it? Uh, yeah, we went to the Dominican Republic, uh, for a couple of days, five or six days. And it was, it was cool. Um, spent some time there and this was, um, this was like, like right after we got back kind of, well, not right after, but shortly after we got back is when all of those like news stories were happening about tourists in the Dominican Republic. We were like, oh man, that could have been us. But um, it was a beautiful place and uh, we had a great time. Um, you know, I, I would love to go back at some point when the world stops being crazy with the current pandemic situation. Mm -hmm. The beaches were great. Dominican Republic is a beautiful place to hang out. I would. It was awesome. I would gladly be there instead of my office in Stony Point right now. Same. So I've seen it happen all too often. And clearly you had, you're fortunate enough to have the opposite, but I've had, I've seen a lot of people get married and then all of a sudden without warning priorities change. And all of a sudden the job that you had that was supporting both people turns from a benefit into uh, a liability. Uh, yeah. It sounds like you guys have been brave enough and smart enough to avoid any of those pitfalls. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, it's my job. Uh, you know, it's, uh, how it's, it, it is, uh, I, I love my job. I love what I get to do. Um, sometimes I'm surprised that I get paid to do what I do. Um, or it just feels like at the end of it, somebody's going to pay me to do this. That's crazy. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, she would, I, she wouldn't make me stop touring, you know, ever. So is that something that you guys had to make a point to discuss that you're like, Hey, this is my job. I'm not going to be changing my job anytime soon. Or were you just fortunate enough to fall into that understanding? She, I mean, yeah, it, it's, you know, she knows that this is what I do and, uh, Obviously, at some point um, in my life, I'm going to slow down touring and try to not be on the road as much. Um, and, you know, we, we've been doing a lot of production design and programming for other tours and stuff like that. Um, time coding shows, sending stuff out, out like that. Hopefully someday, uh, at some point, that is enough of that is happening that I can not tour and or only tour sometimes and actually this well this year is an exception because nobody is touring right now but um i've been home a lot this year um dan and shay we you know we had rehearsals in nashville for 20, 18 or 20 days or something like that and then we did two shows in nashville a show in columbus and flew to philly um that day the nba canceled their rest of their season and we got the word that night that uh, we were going back home and since then um nothing has happened obviously but other than that i haven't i mean we've done some tv performance stuff um for other artists but other than that it hasn't really i've been home a lot this year so it doesn't feel like a normal year for me at all i mean i don't think it feels like a normal year for anybody um but uh, at this point I'm, I'm like, I, I really enjoy being at home, but I am really like stir crazy and feeling, <laughs> feeling like, okay, like this is not normal. This is not right. I need to be like 
and, and I think everybody in the industry is feeling that that need to be at a show and a part of that like machine that's entertaining people and putting on, you know, something that everybody's proud of. Um, but now we're just kind of sitting around with our fingers crossed, hoping that sooner or later we get to do something that kind of fills that void for now. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like Borealis is your ticket to keeping that Avenue open to getting off the road when you're ready to uh, ease your ease your knees and stop making your hands and busting your knuckles. Yeah, that's that that's the plan someday. My uh my partner Christian Hall and I um you know, we've we put a lot of time into, you know, just show development and uh looking for artists that we think are going to be um, you know, good to work with, a good fit for us and a good fit for them. And, uh, you know, we, we like to try to put together something that is going to be obviously economical and um, easy to deploy and tour with um, and look great. Um, so hopefully that can continue to happen. And are you guys you know, buying gear? Are you just doing the, the design and sending it out? Yeah, so we uh, we do we own a lot of gear. Uh, we do design and we we own a lot of gear that we rent out. We do quite a bit of dry rental, um, but also when we're designing something, and I we don't necessarily design within our inventory, but we have things that we can we have kind of like workhorse things that will work in our inventory that can fill in you know color mixing spots that are you know 1800 watts or above or something like that i mean think things that would fill um that need and then i mean yeah we do uh, a lot of a lot of you know a, a considerable amount of the things that we do are like bus and trailer things or multiple trailer things some of them are you know 18 wheeler sized um artists you know multiple semis but um a lot of it we try to just make easy for because we've both been in the position where we're on we're we're the single lighting person on the tour, um, mm -hmm. you know we're the LD we're also the lighting tech, the programmer everything. So we try to kind of make this easy for one person to deploy, put them into set carts that are um, easy to put out, or um, just try to we we put a lot of time and thought into making it. Um, not break the, the person's back who's doing most of the work. I mean, of course you have stage hands, but if it's super complicated and it's, you have to take a ton of time to explain to each stage hand how this all works, or we're trying to color code stuff and we go a little crazy with labeling things. Um, but yeah, uh, hopefully at some point this, uh, this becomes a thing that we can just work on that and go to an office in Nashville and work and. Right on. Uh, I want to take a second to just kind of congratulate you on what you're doing because touring as a married couple alone is difficult. Uh, starting a business while married with you is difficult. And it sounds like you're doing both at the same time. I would imagine that that is tough, yeah. whether you, whether you're aware of it or not, that's, that's, that's admirable. Thank you. appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, we're, uh, I'm, up all the time uh i barely sleep uh, as it is um and if i do it's very weird hours e even more weird hours exasperated by uh, COVID 19 i'm now 
think my regular bedtime is like 4.30 in the morning probably now, which is not great, but not far off from what it was when I was touring. Um, and yeah, but yeah, yeah it is. Sharon time. and I are slowly reverting to, we're going, our bedtime was 10 to match the kids because the kids had to be up by 7.30 to be out at the bus by 8.30. But now without the bus, we're letting the kids stay up till 9, 10, 11. And then Sharon and I stay up another three, four hours beyond that. Yeah. Now we're staying up till 2. And then it's we're slowly bringing our children, our eight-year-old kids, into the roadie musician lifestyle without yeah. them even knowing it. It's an odd time to be awake. <laughs> but but <laughs> yes. I, I, I feel like I get majority of like my really, I, I feel like I get a lot of work done in between the hours of like midnight and four o'clock. Like when the, when it's a race against the clock and I'm like, ah, okay, I'm going to go to bed by like, I'll, I'll hang it up at four. And then I look down and it's like four fifteen, and I'm like, all right, we'll call it five. And then I'm like, I got to get all this stuff done. And I'm like, bang, bang, bang. Like I, I work really well under pressure. I feel like, especially with like a, a deadline. So I'm just, um, I can bang out some work really quickly or very efficiently rather um, late at night. And I, I don't know why, but I've been like that my entire life. It's Is Amita on a similar schedule? Oh yeah. Right now she is at least. Um, <laughs> Whether she wants to or not, she's, she's up till 430. Yeah. Yeah, but it's great. I, I enjoy being up late. Um, there aren't a ton of distractions. Um, but now, actually, now that all of this stuff is going on and everyone is on a similar schedule, I have more distractions because I didn't used to get phone calls at like three in the morning, but I get phone calls at three in the morning now from other people that are still awake doing similar <laughs> things. And they're like, hey, uh, check out this cool thing that I figured out how to do. Or, hey, do you know how to... I'm trying to get this, these two pieces of equipment to talk. What's, what do you think's going on? And I'm like, I just didn't know you were going to be awake. This is great. Some phone a friend support at 3 a.m. Right. Yeah, most people would charge extra for that, but uh, you just happen to be up. You're the night owl. You get the night owl tech support shift. Oh, yeah. I love being up that late. I don't, I don't know why. And then I still wake up at like 11, I don't know, 10, 11, which sounds really like sleeping in late but if i'm up till five and i'm waking up at 11 i'm not getting i'm still getting a decent amount of sleep but i'm gonna have to fix that some point soon and start going to sleep like a regular human being yeah i don't think you have to do that until you have a brick and mortar shop that you have to go to every day and keep regular hours other than that i think you're i think you can continue as as per your cycle yeah until uh, until somebody tells you you can't do it i think you should you should carry on. There's no, there's no reason fighting it. It, it, it suits us. We're all kind of like that. Yeah. Uh, I was talking, I had another podcast recently and we were actually discussing how we've evolved to be that way. There's about one in a thousand people and we've evolved to be the night owls to keep watch over the rest of the tribe. Yeah. And maybe that's it. That. You're the night watchman. It's your job to protect the tribe while we all sleep. <laughs> That's it. So thank you for your service. I really appreciate <laughs> right. you right, keeping, right. keeping tabs on us, uh, keeping the wolves at bay while we sleep. Yep. And as soon as the sun eating. comes up, you, you your shift ends. Yeah, go back to bed. 
I think that that's part of what has drawn us into the entertainment industry. The we're the ones that really enjoyed being at the Denny's at two in the morning, having true. breakfast uh, before we go to bed. Very true. So uh, being up so late and having all the tech support, does that mean that you are training a bunch of stuff uh, and learning new, new tactics and techniques while you're at home? Uh, yeah, for sure. I've been on all kinds of, I mean, a, a lot of companies obviously have been, you know, nice enough to give offer free training and um, all kinds of like course materials. ACT put out all of those MA2 and MA3 classes that cost money normally. And they're, you know, until I think it was June 1st, maybe um, offering those. So I've just been doing refresher stuff, looking into MA3 things. Um, I've been, uh, I mean, I, I work in capture all the time. Uh, and I'm, I mean, I'm in capture pretty much every day, but I've been looking at other capture videos and learning new ways to integrate other pieces of equipment into there. Been doing, we've been, I've been playing with, we've got a couple of hippos at our shop. So I've been uh, getting those going through capture and watching videos on that, looking into some inbox tutorial videos, things like that. I'm just trying to fill my time and not feel like I'm wasting away sitting at my house just playing video games all day or something, which, <laughs> you know, isn't a complete waste of time, but it's not it's really better. Yeah, I mean, we need to feel productive and we need to be able to know when this whole thing's over that we didn't completely waste those. I hope it's only two to three months that we have to do this, but absolutely. Yeah. I, We've got this time. I don't want to squander it. It would be sad to look back on it and go like, oh my God, I didn't do anything. Any of those things that I said I would do if I had the time to do it. Yeah, or or come back to work and everybody that you work with is like, yeah, look at all this new stuff I learned. What did you learn? And you're like, well, I learned I can stay up until 7 a.m. and <laughs> still be okay. <laughs> and I learned how to waste an incredible amount of time, you know, so... Yeah, I learned there's... that a vitamin D deficiency really can really affect your your psyche. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's um, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's really uh, important for everybody to take advantage of these free trainings while companies have offered them because it's almost free money. I mean, it's stuff that you would have to be paying for normally, and uh, these companies have been gracious enough to just offer these course materials at no cost so why not jump at the opportunity and make yourself a little more proficient in your job okay. even if you think you know what's going on there's always something that when i go even watch like a beginner's course on something then i'm like oh that's not how i do it that's a better way to lay that out geez i wish i'd known that six years ago that would have saved me a lot of time mm, so true uh, so we're almost out of time, but I have one last question, and that is, how are you able to maintain a business or build a business while being on the road? And uh, I would imagine there's so many meetings you have to go to. Is it all thanks to technology that you can still build a business while out and about? Um, well, fortunately, I've got a great business partner. Um, he's super on top of things. Um, and we kind of, you know, we're both very on top of things, but uh, 
you know, when I'm, and we've been lucky in the regard that a lot of the times when I'm so busy that I can't be paying attention to anything else, he's available to take phone calls um, and vice versa. Um, when he's super busy, I can take phone calls. Uh, and yes, technology, absolutely. I mean, you know, just conference calling, now Zoom meetings, uh, Skype calls. We use TeamViewer all the time for, uh, you know, we've got some some clubs in Nashville that we've done installations at and stuff like that. And they have some kind of an issue with something. Hey, we lost something on whatever floor iPads aren't connected and I'll just get on team viewer, get in, see what's going on. Okay, cool. And okay. Hey, it's working. It's like the iPads connected. I'm like, all right, talk to you soon. Let me know if you need anything. And that's like team viewer honestly is uh, a godsend for us because a lot of the, a lot of, you know, technical issues are really hard to diagnose and go through if you're not there, if you can't look at what they're looking at. But as soon as I can see a screen that they're looking at, I can see, oh yeah, this is the issue. Something wrong IP or you, you're on airplane mode or something like that, you know. <laughs> Do you find yourself getting overwhelmed by the business side of the entertainment business? Uh, nor we all are, a, we have a propensity towards being artistic. Do you find that side to be overwhelming? Um, not as much anymore. Um, but yeah, I mean, still, um, as far as the business part of it goes of, of, of what we do, um, as a company, um, my partner is more on the, uh, business and like accounting side of it. And he's very like involved in that part. And I'm, he, he's a very creative guy as well, but that is like my main, I mean, I'm, I'm like just trying to design and program and things like that and yes if if, it, if i had to deal with all the business aspects of the, of running a business along with that i would be extremely overwhelmed and uh yeah i mean i'm that's not my strong suit it, it, it's become better and better over you know the six years that we've been doing this but that, that we've been running this um you know i know much, much more about running a business than I did um, <laughs> just by necessity. But um, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I enjoy it. It's all Im important, you know. Um, but like I said, I'm very fortunate to have uh, a partner that is super on top of the business aspect of what we do. Man, you are very fortunate in so many ways to have such strong relationships. Yeah, I, I, I feel uh, lucky, you know. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to sit and chat with me today, Jeff. I really appreciate it. And uh, I, I really feel like you've imparted some very wise nuggets of, uh, of wisdom onto anybody listening. <laughs> hey, well, thanks for having me. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun. And it definitely has broke up the monotony of doing nothing for <laughs> <laughs> a while you know, I will take that as a huge compliment. Hey, yeah, man. I, uh, I, I, I love listening to your podcasts and reading your columns and PLSN. So thanks, brother. thanks for having me.